when should you start your first day of homeschool? Should you start on a Monday? Should you start on a Saturday? Maybe a Wednesday? You know what? It is totally up to you when you want to start. But I have a few tips and tricks and suggestions from a second generation homeschool mom and mom entrepreneur that's been doing it for almost 10 years now. Hello, wonderful mom bosses and mom entrepreneurs and homeschool moms. Welcome to the Life Unboxed blog podcast. And this is a place where we talk about all things mom entrepreneur, from raising your kids to running a business, and the most important one, keeping your sanity. So this is a mom entrepreneur life coffee chat. It is unscripted, pretty much unedited. Occasionally we have to, you know, edit out a screaming baby every once in a while. But it is just a time to grab your coffee in your favorite mug. I'm a mom. What's your superpower mug is one of my favorites. And um, we just kind of put our hair up in a messy bun or my hair is too short for a messy bun now. So just a ponytail. And we just chat about what it means to be a homeschool mom and mom entrepreneur. Because a lot of times you're busy and there's so many, so much going on that you can feel almost isolated, that you're cut off, and that nobody understands you. I think that's the biggest one. Um, because we are rebel moms doing this whole working from home, mom entrepreneur, homeschooling mom thing, that it can it can sometimes feel like you are all alone. So I'm here to say you are not alone. And I try to be very frank about what's going on <laughs> in my life because it's not always uh, rainbows and unicorns or Skittles, you know, whichever one you want to go for. Okay. But I did want to talk to you about choosing, picking your first day of school because I feel like, you know, I was homeschooled since I was in fifth grade. I've been homeschooling my kids since my oldest was in fifth grade and now he just started his junior year and is actually taking college classes. Um, I'm not that old, just so we know. And I finally feel like this year, like I figured it out. But then again, usually at this time of the year, I always feel like I've figured out curriculum. I figured out how we're going to do this. We're going to do it this way for, for the rest of our lives. And then by March, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Um, but I do feel like the way I set up the first couple of weeks of school was so much better than what I've ever done before. So I wanted to give you all my secrets on that. First, coffee. Okay, but before we get into that, because this summer, uh, I have been working really hard to put stuff together for you guys. And so I'm super duper excited and I work with, you know, I have little kids, so we're super duper excited. Okay, so the first thing I want to show you is I have put together the co-op class, and let me put it in front of you a little bit, the co-op class that I have been teaching, I think I figured out for like about five years, and you can use this for your own homeschool or for a co-op class. There's a specific license for that, and you can... um 
look check out check it out. I'll leave the link for all this stuff below. And I really wanted to package this because I found this to be fun and helpful. So you're not just getting all of the art book uh, printouts, but you're getting lesson plan suggestions. You're getting um, art project suggestions, like what I have used and kids have really enjoyed and liked. So it's not just like, oh, this sounds lovely. This sounds good. No, you're getting like practical stuff that has been used and it's been kid tested in the classroom. And then I've also included the schedule that I used. So you can really like open it up. You have to buy the art supplies. Art supplies, do you cannot print those off. Uh, and of course the accompanying books, but these are so worth it. They really are. So here's just a couple that you can see. So aside from, like I said, art supplies and, you know, just buying the supplies because this is, there are a lot of supplies involved with this. You can really like print it off and everything is there for uh, you to use, to give you ideas, to help you. I even have like step-by-step -step videos on how to make the lap book and put it together. So it's definitely like, I am excited that I was able to put this together, put all the instructions together and to give it to you because I will let you in on a secret. I, I do not like stuff like this that um, is high pressure or requires a lot. So I try to make it as easy and low pressure as possible so that you can add art into your homeschool or even teach a homeschool class and you do not have to be an artist to do it. And that is the best part. So you can add art to your homeschool without being an artist. So the second thing I've done is created a reading journal. And I've created a few of these. And let me just see if I can give you a decent shot of what one of the pages look like. So, oh yeah, that's great. So it's really geared for elementary kids. And because I have elementary kids, I kind I tried to do my best on keeping it simple, like something that they could fill out on their own and do on their own. And so you have a space for, I have to, I think it's 75 books. Yes. 75 books. So you have books. It starts with books that I want to read. And then you have books that they read and then they can give them a star rating. If you can see that there. And then they have like quote vaults. So they can, my favorite quotes, so they can write, you know, what they thought was hilarious. Cause you know, you know, kids, you throw in some of that bathroom humor and they're going to want to write it down, but it's a really easy way to help your kids to start thinking about what they're reading, um, beyond just the story. So who are the characters? Why did you like this character? Uh, what did you like about the story? What was your favorite part of the story? So it just gets them thinking in, again, a low pressure kind of way. This is not intended to be like rigorous literature study. It's just kind of like to give them an opportunity to write down what they've read. So track it. And the tracking stuff is always important. 
And then also like uh, to start thinking about um, more than just the story. So it was funny when, it was sad when, it was happy when. So it gives them an opportunity to start diving deeper into books. And so I've also created two more and these are hardcover, which I'm really excited about. So I wanted one that boys would like to, because I am a mom of four boys. So, um, I wanted something that they, uh, wouldn't have a problem filling out. And so you have different things throughout like must read books. So we have lists in there. We have the book pages. Then you get hit with an inspiring quote about books. Um, let's see. We have a quote vault too. And so some of the questions here, they're going to be a little deeper. So like describe the book in one sentence. What's the summary of the story? Uh, how do you think the book will end? Were you right? Was the ending, uh, did the ending surprise you? That kind of thing. Um, why I read this book. So books to read again. So all sorts of fun stuff. So this one again, I believe I'm going to have to, I need to just confirm. Oh, and there's also a daily reading tracker. So they can check off what they've read. If they've read what you've asked them to read, you know, moms, us homeschool moms need all of these things included. So it was a lot of fun. I have to say, I like, I thoroughly enjoyed creating these. And yes, it's for 75 books as well. That's how many pages are in here. And then of course, like I said, we got sporadic pages of books I read, things like that. And so this is essentially the same interior. Um, I had started with this one and I really like how this cover turned out. And it was, it's definitely very feminine. So I wanted to make one that, uh, my boys would like, and that wouldn't seem so feminine. So that's why we have my book tracker, which, you know, sounds like you're going out tracking in the woods and then the reading journal. And there will be a few more that will be essentially the same interiors, but, um, different covers for, what you like, what you think is pretty. Anyway, okay, so though that's what I've been working on over the summer, and I was excited to show you about them because we could always use different ideas when it comes to supplementing our homeschool curriculum. Maybe for your elementary students, you don't want to do a rigorous literature curriculum. You just want to kind of dip their toes into into good books and stories and thinking about characters and what were they like and why did we like them? Different things like that. So that's why I wanted to really create these um, reading journals so that we have something, you have something that would, you could integrate into your homeschool curriculum that's going to be easy to do. Okay. So I spent a lot of time on that. Let's get some more coffee. And this year, I want to tell you how I planned out my first day of school. So a lot of times I will follow the one of our, the charter school up the street. I'll follow their calendar. One, because I can print it off from the computer 
and it's all on one page. So one reason I will do that is so then I don't have to make it myself. So somebody's already done it for me. And because we are here, we are required to homeschool a certain amount of days. So I like to just kind of highlight days that I know we're going to take off and then count up, count up the days to, to see where we're going to land. So it's not in the sense like a rigorous school schedule, but I do use it as a guide. So this year, and I have to say, so normally I would just start the first week in August because we start early around here too. Um, first week in August, I would just start on a Monday because my brain just works better when we start on Mondays or, you know, first of the year. Just do better that way. But my daughter's birthday was going to be on that day. And so I decided that would just be mean to start school on her birthday. And then because it is, it was birthday season, we just ended birthday season this week. So my husband's was also the following Wednesday. And I do like to take our birthdays off and also give the kids um, days off for our birthdays because we don't want to work. We don't want to school and neither do they. We just want to hang out and have fun. So um, I use those days as an excuse. You know, they should be national holidays, right? Your birthday. So I had kind of this conundrum. The first week of school was not going to be five five full days because of my daughter's birthday. The second week of school was not going to be five full days because of my husband's birthday. So I decided that I was going to start our first week of school on a Thursday. So we would do school work Thursday and Friday. And then the following week, we did Monday, Tuesday, and then we did Thursday. So I took two weeks to do five days. And I I was also adding our kindergarten kindergartner into the mix. So I did not know how that was going to go. It's going well so far. So we're good on that. But so I had all these variables. So I decided, you know what, let me take two weeks to do one week, one week's worth of school. And honestly, I'm telling you that has worked out so well. So because so we did Thursday and Friday that first week. So just two days. And that was kind of like, what everyone could handle, you know, just getting back into the routine and all that. It was very low pressure. It was like, okay, we're just doing two days of this. We can do this. Then the following week, again, we did Monday and Tuesday, had a day off, did Thursday. And then Friday we went to the zoo and actually my little five-year-old got to feed a hippo, which was like dream come true for him. And I'll leave the link to the video. I posted it on Instagram. So I'll leave that link in the description below. So it really was, it made the start of the school year so low key and the transition from summer to school went so smooth. I was like, okay, we have to share this. I think I finally found the secret sauce to the first day of school. And so I would highly recommend, like we're homeschoolers and so that gives us the flexibility to really School how we want to school. You don't have to follow the school district's calendar. Use it as a guide or just print it off so someone else has done the calendar for you. (laughs) But really, like, what would work? Ask yourself these questions. What would work the best for your family? What would be the easiest transition? Because here's the thing. I, yeah, I did public school. My kids have done public school. And 
transitioning suddenly, like it's summertime and then we're going in to school, it's kind of a traumatizing transition if we're honest. And so like we don't have to do that. We have the flexibility to do it how we want to do it. So really ask yourself, what would be the best way to start the school year for my family? And then come back and tell me what it is because we all need different ideas. Again, this is the time of year where I'm telling myself I've nailed it. I got this. I finally figured it out. And then by March, I'm like, well, we're going to do it all differently next year. So that happens. So we need to hear new ideas every year. So be sure to drop a comment below and tell us when you started school and why you did. So that is a wrap for this Mompreneur Life coffee chat. So be sure to check out lifeunbox.blog for more great Mompreneur content. Listen to the podcast and you can support the show by heading on over to Amazon and purchasing one of these fabulous books because they really are fabulous. I'm quite proud of them, I have to say. And I will see you in the next coffee chat. Oh, 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 o